we're in challenging times right now in the world. And that's why it's so important that we have a government that continues to roll up its sleeves uh, and take responsible, serious, steady decisions as we're there to support Canadians now and to build a strong and prosperous future. Uh, we know the Conservative Party continues to offer only uh, insults and attacks on one side and cuts to programs that Canadians rely on on the other side. So was the Prime Minister this morning uh, speaking at this cabinet retreat in Montreal, ostensibly about uh, strategizing for the upcoming session of Parliament. But it's pretty clear that this is about much more, about trying to establish a, a new political narrative, trying to change the Liberals' current political reality. That reality being that they are mired uh, in the muck as far as the polls are concerned, especially when it comes to the Prime Minister and his own personal numbers. They're pretty bleak. So... By all accounts, I mean, you know, Justin Trudeau intends to contest the next election. Uh, but is there any coming back from all of this? Look, 10 years as prime minister for anybody is, is going to be a lot to overcome. Canadians do tire of prime ministers and governments after, you know, more or less that stretch. On top of everything else that's dragging down Justin Trudeau's polling numbers. Is there any coming back from this? Well, an interesting deep dive on all of this uh, from our next guest finds that all of these efforts might be too little too late, that this is just too much to come back from. Uh, David Coletto is CEO of Abacus Data, abacusdata.ca, and joins us on the line here this morning. David, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Rob. Great to be here. Let me ask you one question, because I know, you know, the question of a possible Trump presidency has come up a few times, and, and Justin Trudeau was asked about that this morning. Is there a Trump factor here? Like, you know, could a Donald Trump presidency inadvertently kind of end up saving Justin Trudeau, possibly? I, I'm going to say possibly, but I'm of the view unlikely. Um, and I think it's because this version of Donald Trump is not the same as the first version we saw. Um, and I don't know if, you know, Justin Trudeau or liberals saying, hey, we know how to deal with Donald Trump is going to connect with, with Canadians who look at a, a possible U.S. president. Most Canadians don't have a positive view of Donald Trump, although we put out data. I put out data uh, over the weekend that showed um, that, that Canadians don't feel that much more positive about Trudeau than they feel about Trump. But that's for another day or maybe a little later in our conversation. But the point here is that I think a lot of Canadians, if Trump does win the next U.S. election and is sworn in as president in January of 2025, they're going to ask themselves, regardless of whether I like this guy or not or think he's good for the world or for Canada, who's going to be best at dealing with him? And when you've spent probably the last year attacking your primary opponent in Canada saying that he is Donald, like Donald Trump, and that's a bad thing, right? <laughs> that's mm -hmm. not a good thing. Donald Trump's not the kind of guy, I think, who takes lightly to being called out, um, being, you know, described as like a, a dictator by our number one ally across the border. So I, I think I think it's a, it's not impossible to imagine that Canadians might react in negatively to Trump winning and then don't want, perhaps, if the Liberals are successful in framing Pierre Polyev in this way, a, a version of him in Canada. But on the other hand, if they're thinking purely... Um, from what's in the best interest of Canada, it's probably to have somebody who can at least uh, not be the, the target of his wrath. Yeah. And, and that I don't know the answer to, but I think is going to be what happens in public opinion over the next few months as we get towards that election and then figure out what happens after it. 
So that's the Hail Mary. I mean, otherwise, uh, it's pretty clear that, you know, the, the liberals are, are in trouble here. Um, you know, we, we've seen, you know, governments in the past, uh, you know, the Mulroney government is an obvious one where they had a, a good run and then things came to a crashing end. I mean, are, are we seeing a similar trajectory here with where, where things are going for the liberals? We are. I mean, for, for the last number of six months or so, they've been trailing the Conservatives by double digits. You know, our last poll had them behind by 17 points. They're, you know, uh, between the Conservatives and, and the Liberals nationally. They're, they're, they're trailing among all age groups. They're trailing in every part of the country. There's no place or group that remains, you know, Liberal-friendly or a stronghold for the Liberals. Um, but on top of that, and perhaps more important than the horse race number is, like, how are people feeling about the Prime Minister? And, you know, as this year started, more people had a negative view of Justin Trudeau than they ever have in our tracking. We, we asked the same question every two weeks for the last, you know, eight years. And it's close to 60% now who say, I've got a negative view and less than a quarter who have a positive view. So that's not, it's not the worst I've ever seen a political leader have, but this is not a, uh, this, is, this is the worst it's ever been for Justin Trudeau. And on top of it, and I think you you alluded to it. There's a, there's like three factors that matter. One is how people feel about Justin Trudeau and whether they think he's the guy or the person who can lead the country going forward. Two is the impe- the effect that just inflation um, and the, the, the economic climate has on any incumbent government. It's hurting every incumbent everywhere, pretty much. And then three is the fact that this government's been in power for for eight years, nine almost nine years, uh, when the next election comes, if it does next year. All three of those make it very hard for the same person to then go and ask Canadians, give me another shot, given, and this is my last point, that they barely won the last two federal elections, right? That they lost the popular vote in both of them. They did not win majority governments. They actually won more seats than the Conservatives, but I would say just barely. And so even in better conditions, in the middle of a pandemic where people were quite worried and were thinking about their options, they pulled off a victory, but they barely did. And in this kind of environment, I just looked at the, the data, and my gut was saying, I just don't think he can pull this off uh, if he's the leader and the Liberals can win again if he's the leader in 2025. I mean, you know, the economy is a factor, right? People um, you know, aren't feeling great about where things are going. Housing remains a big issue. Concern over inflation, concern over interest rates. You know, we might be in, in four or maybe already in a, a recession. So how is all of that impacting, you know, the perception of this government and this prime minister? I think it's one of the most important, right? And, and again, we, you, you can look around the world, the, the United Kingdom and Great Britain, the, the incumbent Conservatives have been in power for 13 years. They are trailing their primary opponent by 20 points. So, so the economic situation, the fact that, you know, the, uh, 60%, the highest we've ever tracked, think the country's headed off on the wrong track. Um, only one in five Canadians think Justin Trudeau understands what life's like for them, right? Is empathetic. Uh, that the that the policy options available to the government to try to correct the housing market um, to make people feel that they're getting ahead, not falling behind, are so limited that there's really nothing they can do uh, to, to make people feel better. They just almost have to wait it out. So in a way, the best case scenario for for, for the Liberals and Mr. Trudeau and this cabinet that's meeting is is like we've just got to hope. That as interest rates start to come down maybe later this year, as maybe the economy starts to improve, that people are going to get out of their funk, and then we can make the case that we're a better choice than Pierre Pauly and the Conservatives. But I, I think unless that environment fundamentally shifts, and I don't think it's 
it's not a like it's not a it's not a guarantee it's going to it's a really tough environment for them to to be operating in and and um the prime minister is always at the center of it he is the thing that people think about you, know, you could have great ministers doing really good things but um, at the end of the day if you don't like the guy in the top or the person at the top you're not going to listen to them they're not going to be able to persuade you otherwise and so it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy you know, there's some hope that, you know, we're near the finish line as far as inflation is concerned. Maybe interest rates start to come down. Maybe the economy gets a boost uh, in the second half of 2024. Are we past the point where that would, would give the government any momentum or, you know, could, could that change the equation at all? I think if, 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 you know, if we're talking at the beginning of 2025, Rob, and, and the economy's growing. Um, people, when they answer our surveys, are saying they, they feel optimistic about the future. They're, they're getting ahead. They're able to put more money back in the bank. They're, they're, they're not worried about losing their home and not being able to get another one. I think there's a chance, you know, there's a chance the government could, could save it. Um, but then it also comes back to, like, do people think there's anything left in the tank for the Liberals? And one of the things I think, and I've, and I've told many Liberal MPs, I live in Ottawa, they come and I ask me as a pollster, like, David, what's going on? And I say, give yourself some, give some thought to, like, what is it you want to do if you get another four years? And I think that's what's lacking uh, in, in Canadians' minds about this government. It's like, what's next? What do you, what's your vision for the country? Where are you taking us? And Pierre Pauly, I think, is effectively articulating a vision for what he thinks is wrong. I just saw his ads on TV again uh, this morning, actually, where he's putting, like, puzzle pieces together and saying, I'm going to rebuild this country the Liberals don't have an equivalent narrative. And so they're going to have to figure that out. So even if the economy improves, people are still going to be wondering, okay, so but what are you going to do in the future? And I don't know if the Liberals have an answer to that. Is it partly that Canadians are, are tired of this Prime Minister? Just like maybe we've been tired of, of Prime Ministers in the past who sort of get to that, that decade point in office. Like, how much of this is just, we're kind of done with this guy? I think it's a big part. We did some research uh, at the end of the last year, like in November, and we, we basically found that, yes, there's some people who don't like Justin Trudeau. They haven't liked him pretty much since day one. Uh, many of them are in Alberta. Um, but there's a larger number of people who just simply say, I- I'm tired of him. I'm fatigued. Right? I'm sick of seeing him. And I think you're onto something. I think it's just at some point we, we check out. Um, out of a relationship, we were, we were done seeing him. We saw a lot of him over the pandemic. Um, and when that happens, I just think of, think of any relationship in your own life. If you've decided that you don't like somebody or you're just tired of them, um, you're probably not going to do the work you need to do to, to listen and, and, and give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's, that's what's happened. So there's a, a core who don't like them and then far more who are just, I'd like to see somebody else. And in, a, in an age where I think our attention spans are even shorter than they've ever been, um, we get sick of things. We, we need new, exciting things flashing around. And Justin <laughs> Trudeau, I think, has just run out of time. We'll see how this year plays out. Uh, we'll leave it there much more, as mentioned, abacusdata.ca. Uh, also, uh, your piece, uh, it's a your substack, david davidcoletto.substack.com. David, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate the insight.